This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. from Community Waikato. Roseanne from Community Waikato here in the studio as well. And welcome to Claire. Great to have you with us today. Kia ora. Thanks, Holly. Um, HMS Trust, um, Hamilton Multicultural Services Trust. She's a little mouthful. It is, it is. <laughs> but fabulous organisation. Um, yeah, big title and, and big work that you guys do in the community. Yeah, absolutely. So yep. we've got you here today to have a bit of a conversation about the sorts of things you've got going on in the year ahead. So thanks for joining us. Great, thanks for having me. Can you tell us a little bit first of all about what what HMS Trust actually is and what it is you do? So the um, Multicultural Services Trust was established back in 99 and initially it was about providing um, language support for people from different cultural and ethnic backgrounds, so making sure language wasn't a barrier for them to access information, but you know that was over 23 years ago. So now we're, our services have broadened and we do all sorts of things um, from helping people to learn to drive, um, and obviously transport's pretty key when you're a newcomer to, to, the, <laughs> yes. to any city. Um, we also provide leadership training. Um, we've got a great program called Flourish, a, a leadership program for ethnic women. Um, we provide community connections, so we support people to navigate around the housing and you know how to set up a home and, and things like that. Um, we also provide um, the first ethnic health hub, so that was set up as a result of COVID, mm. so providing and meeting needs of people from ethnic communities. Um, so yeah, a whole raft of, of different mm. things that, that we do. So yeah, If we could just roll back to the health hub, um, and, and I can see how COVID would have sparked a, a need for something a little bit different. Yeah. Can you tell me um, how it is different from a normal health service? So I guess the key focus is that we are meeting the community where the community go rather than expecting them to go off to a doctor or you know something like that that they are perhaps unfamiliar with. We're based over at the settlement centre on, on Boundary Road, so um, it's it's a pretty known place for newcomers to the city. So yeah. having them come to us for that support, and in particular around um, COVID vaccinations at the time, it's known for them, so it's much easier for them to come and access. And and do you have a doctor or nurse on site? Like, how do you actually run it? Are you partnering with a PHO? Like, yes. So we're partnering with with the DHB. Um, oh, great. Or what was the DHB? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> to um, order. Yes, to to order. Yep, absolutely. And um, we have a whole raft of. Um, staff who provide telephone support and an ops manager kind of oversees that but when kind of we were at peak COVID we set up pop-up vaccination clinics that we did in the car park so people came along and, and it was open to anyone not just people from ethnic communities and we vaccinated over two, over 2,000 people during that time. That's so, a lot of people. Yeah. 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 But I think, I think it's really key when you talk about meeting people where they're at you know, um, lots of people, like I'm thinking millennials and, and the next little group down, can often, you know, struggle sometimes with new social interactions, new mm-hmm. kind of spaces and places. Mm-hmm. And it must be so much more exacerbated if you're new to a city yep. and don't have a lot of relationships and yep. perhaps experiences. And I, I would still wonder if one of those biggest barriers is um, 
you know, w- w- having an accent and wondering about how that will be received mm-hmm. or heard, mm-hmm. um, and, and potentially struggling with English. Y- yes, and also um, often people from ethnic communities in particular, they look a little bit different to a typical Kiwi, whatever that is these days, and the dress is different as well, so they can be judged quite readily. Um, so it's quite important for them to feel comfortable, yeah. and they very much do so at, at the centre. So Yeah, I, th- I yeah. think it's a great idea, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, your driver licensing program has been going for a number of years now, and yeah. that has a huge reputation, eh? Mm. Yeah, it does. Can, yeah. And, and yeah. Like why, again, why are people choosing to use that rather than, because there's lots of different programs out there, right? Yeah, there are. Yeah, there are. And again, it is that familiarity with coming to a centre that they already know, where we've got on-site language support, so if they need to have a translator or somebody sit with them while they're in, in the car doing the lessons, um, and, you know, we're obviously competitive in terms of pricing and things as well, um, and we provide different types of programs too. So we've got a user pays service, which is the passport to drive, and we've also got um, a specific program, which you will have seen cars driving around, that says Open Road on it, and that's a program specifically for, for former refugees. So, you know, we're covering a number of bases. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's really exciting. It's a, it is a great program, and, mm. and hear great feedback about it. Well, so it's good, good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me a bit about your translation services, because, um, you know, that's also a space that's quite important Mm. Um, and people might not really know where they might go for yeah. for something like that. And, and that was, I think I said at the beginning, that was one of the reasons why we set up yeah. initially back in 99. And it was really about both interpreting and translation. So the interpreting is more, you know, conversational stuff. So sitting in, perhaps at a meeting with a doctor or up at the hospital or at the courts or somewhere like that, and actually being the interpreter on site yeah, and in situ, whereas the translation is much more about the written document. So if someone get, you know, needs to fill in some documentation for immigration, we can provide support and do the translation around it. So the umbrella that we've got um, that does that work is called Decipher, yeah. um, and, and that's, the, that's the kind of almost social enterprise that we have um, for that. And, and you know, we've got over 200 casual interpreters um, covering 60 diff- over 60 different languages, and yeah, we've got a wonderful team who kind of do the coordination of you know meeting our clients' needs um, and liaising with the relevant organisations that you know they need to be meeting mm. with or whatever. So yeah, yeah. You know, you've you've got so much stuff going on there. I know you're bursting at the seams. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about what your future looks like yeah. because of that? Yeah. So you're absolutely right. Um, we well, for those who don't know, it used to be the old Marist Club club rooms and yeah we, we've grown I think um, when some originally started there was about 12 staff we're now at a permanent staff of 40 and as I said we've got over 200 casual interpreters mm. and yeah we are packed to the gunnels mm. and so we've just gone out to tender um, to do a centre um, expansion and refurb but obviously we need you know support from funders in the community to enable that to happen so we're we're waiting to get responses back for the tender, but our plan, fingers crossed, is to mm. actually be able to um, turn the turn the earth later this year and, and get on with it and make sure we've got a fit for purpose centre that really mm. meets the needs of the people. Are yeah. you just going? Are you planning on kind of just going out, or are you looking at going up as well? Like, what's just, the plan? Just out, yeah. yeah, just out at this stage. That's yeah. got a lot to do, I think. I mean, I'm not. This might surprise you, <laughs> but I'm not like a builder <laughs> or an engineer. Nor am I, and I'm certainly not a city planner yeah. either. <laughs> I, I do think it's quite hard to just go up if yes. it wasn't established already for 
multiple stories. Yeah, so I imagine yeah. that's a bit more expensive than what it sounds. Yes, yeah, and look, I'm not a builder either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the intent is to utilise a little bit more of the, the park footprint yeah. um, and extend out so we can actually make the space much more user-friendly for the communities and have bigger community spaces. Because at the minute, it's it's pretty limited. And literally, we've, in terms of staff, we've, we're renting a um, couple of offices across the road yeah. because we haven't got the space for the staff either. So, yeah, it's, and it's, you know, it's a great facility. It's great, yeah. But it's getting tired. So, yeah, yeah we, we need to refurb and, and extend. Yeah, I mean, that, that is really exciting. We're, like, re, refurbing, um, building out, is that to just accommodate what you've got going on? Would you anticipate that's something you'd be able to grow into with some new... Definitely grow into with new new contracts or new opportunities, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've got the base of what we currently deliver, but always, you know, like the Ethnic Health Hub I mentioned before, we, we were never yeah. in that space yeah. before. So who knows what the world will throw at us? And we, <laughs> yeah. we, we want to be fit for purpose centre that we can grow into yeah. as well as meeting their, their current needs. So, yeah. Can yeah. you tell me just a little bit about um, what sorts of ethnic groups Hamilton has? Like, how, what what sort of diversity do we have in Hamilton City? So we've got over 160 different ethnicities. Now, I didn't, before I started the yeah. trust, I didn't even know there were that many, <laughs> let alone that many in, in Hamilton. Um, and, you know, part of the services that we provide are welcoming um, newcomers and you know, last just last week we were welcoming Somali families. We've got some Afghani families turning up tomorrow. Um, so it's a real breadth, you know, yeah. Iranian, just a, a really broad range of different people. And obviously from the migrant mm. kind of side of things, it's going to be Euro- Europeans as well, you know, from... Yeah, I was going to say, wherever, so. sometimes there's a perception that, that this is working with people who have come here as refugees yep. or people who are yep. struggling financially and the likes. And, and yep. certainly you do work in that space. Yes. But it is beyond that, isn't it? Yes, it is. So, so the term we using these days as, as newcomers and it is about migrants former refugees and international students as well yeah so, so it's a real you know, oh, broad that's range actually, that's actually really interesting because th- they've probably fallen through gaps yes. previously haven't they yeah they have yeah they have and that's great like late last year we set up a um, partnership with the university of waikato and awesome yeah and that's really about us and you know that real education stream supporting international students and existing um you know, people who have, who have come more recently and supporting them on their educational journey and, and making sure there's, you know, very few barriers to, to getting a tertiary education if that's what they're after. So, yeah, that partnership to, to help them to learn and grow and, you know, thrive here. I yep. think that's marvellous. Mm. Um, I know that, you know, a lot of our institutions, um, education institutions, certainly have an intention to provide support but don't necessarily have all the skills or the resources to provide the pastoral care that, yep. that some need. So, yes, yeah. yeah, it's yep. great you're filling that gap. Mm. Yep. Um, I think we're just going to take a short break. Um, do you recall the name of the song you selected? Uh, I think it was Katrina and the Waves, Walking on Sunshine. Walking on Sunshine. Well, it's a beautiful day out there, so, you know. That's right. <laughs> Let's do it.
Welcome back to Connect with Community Waikato. Um, we have us with us today in the studio, Claire from HMS Trust. Um, Claire, I hear that um, you've just recently won a Chamber of Commerce Award. You just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, we were delighted late last year to win the Full Purpose Award at the Waikato Chamber of Commerce Business Awards, and it's really great for the team to be recognised for, for all the work we do. Um, one of our board members, Richard, he's he's our longest-serving board member, and he often talks about the fact that you know we're Hamilton's best-kept secret. So it was really great for us to be recognised, and you know we had some amazing feedback from some of the judges in terms of you know we're really living and breathing the diversity, um, and you know. It's kind of diversity and inclusion in action when when they came to see us, and you know we we are pretty pretty good on our financial sustainability and things through multi year contracts and user pay services, and they were also really pleased with you know the fact that we're able to demonstrate because we measure and, and report on so much the the impact that we're having. So yeah, they, it was really, we were really delighted to to get that. And then last week, in fact, we also received recognition from the Prime Minister for our work in terms of the COVID-19 response. So as I said earlier, you know, we managed to support over 2,000 people being vaccinated and yeah, getting recognition at that level too was pretty special. The team are pretty stoked. Um, yeah, that, I think that's absolutely outstanding. I'm, I'm interested as well because I imagine that you also, it wasn't just about vaccinating people, but talking people through sometimes why vaccination, helping to alleviate concerns about um, choosing to be vaccinated. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And also we provided um, some language support at MIQ as well. So we were there oh, supporting great. people on the ground, either translating documents or interpreting for them when they had questions and things as well. So you're right, it absolutely wasn't just about the vaccinations. It, yeah. was, it was that kind of pastoral care, I think, was the phrase you used in a different context earlier, um, and just helping people to make informed decisions. Yeah. 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 And of course that all has um, a wider impact than Hamilton City, and, and I can see you've grown so much and are growing. I'm curious, you know, um, are you considering doing, um, you know, work outside of Hamilton City? Well, we already do, in fact. We are located in different, uh, 11 different spots across the country. So we have one particular program, which is our open road driver program, and we, we deliver that over 11 sites, including Hamilton. So as far down as Invercargill in the oh, south wow. and, and up in Auckland as well, and a few bits in between. So we already do have a kind of national presence, and yeah, in time, perhaps that's that's the path we'll be taking. So yeah, You'd have to rename. Yeah, we would. We would. Yeah. <laughs> hmm, not quite sure what that might be, but yeah. <laughs> we maybe can still just stick with HMS Trust, right? Or Aotearoa, multi-services oh, yeah. trust. Potentially. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I yeah. must. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to think of the acronym. Yeah. I, I jumped there as well. <laughs> yeah. Not sure. Needs, yeah. It might ne- need a bit ne- of work. Need some work, yeah. 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 <laughs> it, is, it is an awesome organisation. How long have you been there now? So I've been there coming up 18 months, um, but there's a few members of the leadership team who have been around a lot longer than that and um, have got amazing contacts and networks and yeah, a real depth of experience in terms of what we do. But um, you, and, and you bring great. a depth from the you know community and disability sector yes. as well yes. into that space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and also I'm, I'm on a, um, the board for Age Concern oh, as great. well here in Hamilton, and you know so I bring that lens too around you know what are we doing for older people. So. Yeah, it's actually interesting. Um, in terms of older people in our ethnic circles, mm-hmm. do you provide specific programs for them, or is that something that you would direct people towards age concern or celebrating age for? Yeah, it's it's a really really good question, and um, we are looking at doing a project, a joint project between HMS Trust and Age Concern, with a particular focus 
not putting a doom and gloom on it, but a particular mm. focus on elder abuse mm. in, within ethnic communities. And um, yeah, I think, to be honest, the most for the most part, often when uh, migrants or former refugees come to New Zealand, they will often come if they can, together as a family unit and that mm. will include often um, you know, elderly parents. So the, they do a little bit like the Māori do in terms of, you know, elders are really respected and so they don't tend to have a need as much or go down that path in terms of getting um, support from an organisation such as Age Concern, mm. but it doesn't mean we don't provide that. So yeah. Yeah, we're certainly inclusive in terms of that and you know some of the stuff they do there around 65 Alive and mm. some of the different programmes that they provide. What would you say are the biggest challenges um, that people face coming to Hamilton City from somewhere else overseas? And, and I'm probably thinking more somebody who doesn't speak English as a first language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think broadly speaking, and not necessarily specific to Hamilton first off, it's around language, it's around employment, paid employment, and it's mm. around housing. I mean, and that's you know, irrespective of where you might end up through the quota refugee program or otherwise. But um, I think, in particular for Hamilton, whilst we like to think we're very welcoming, um, and you know, I, I know the council signed up to the Welcoming Communities program and so forth, which is really great that we're a part of that. However, I think for the receiving communities, a lot of it is around fear. And they're not sure, therefore, what to do or mm. what they can do, um, and cautious around perhaps not wanting to offend and so forth. So there's that real lack of understanding from the receiving community about how they can support these people to get involved and participate in you know what it's like to live here yeah. in Hamilton. Yeah. So, what would your advice be to those of us who um, sort of have spent our lives in Hamilton or in New Zealand at least yeah, and then yeah. have an opportunity maybe we meet a neighbour who yeah. um, is recently to New Zealand or yes. someone within our community or yeah. within our work Yes. what would be your advice? The, the key thing would be to talk yeah. And, yeah, just communicate in some way, shape, or form. What if? What if you're like, you know what? But I can't understand them because the accent's strong. Persevere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about it with the shoe on the, when the shoe's on the other foot. A lot of Kiwis, not all, but a lot of Kiwis travel overseas. Yep. And you know, if if that's been your experience, then think back to that time when you rocked up to a country where you couldn't speak their language, and yeah, you know, people appreciate it when people attempt to speak the language of of wherever they are. But also just persevere and take the time. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think it comes back to the fact that we are all people and we all want very similar mm. things. Yes, we might have been brought up somewhere else. Some of us might have gone through significant trauma. Um, but at the end of the day, we want to feel like we have a sense of belonging. You know, we can put a roof over our heads. You know, we've got friends and family who, you know, we love and who love us. It's it's pretty basic yeah. human need. So, so persevere. You know, you mentioned about the neighbour or, or a colleague. Food is such a great way, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And man, we've, yeah, yeah. If, most community organisations you tend to put on a bit of weight because Kai is quite yeah. important, um, and it's great to have that diversity celebrated through food. So, yeah, 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 t- yeah. totally. Um, speaking of diversity and celebration, can you tell me a little bit about Weave? Yes. And and what we can expect this year. So it's going to be later on this year and it is basically about a market where different ethnic groups and communities can come together and share what it is they do and sell some of their products and things, including Kai. Don't forget to Kai, that's really important. It's always really, really good <laughs> yeah. food at Weave. And there's performances and things as well. So it's just about... You know, showcasing, I guess, the the diversity and the different ethnicities we have in the city, and you know, creating those connections and helping people to understand and buy some great trinkets or whatever it is, and celebrate 
people's you know art and creativity is yeah yeah I got awesome scarfs last year yeah um, a necklace actually mm, which yes. I really loved and yes. the food yeah. was yeah. outstanding yeah um, and it's always good weave now and it's yes. it's open to everybody yes it is yeah absolutely and it's yep. is it still going to be at Garden Place in town. Good question. Okay, let's. We will. When we get closer to weave, yep. um, we will bring you guys back on. We're having a bit more Specific, of an extensive yeah, conversation great. about Sounds it. Sounds good. But at this point, what time of year is it likely to be? Likely to be towards the end of the year, so yep. October, November. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yep. that's pretty good timing. Yeah. Yep. Um, the weather at the beginning of this year has been pretty hit and miss. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah. And yeah, winter time's never a good time. So yeah. 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 Um. I must say though, yeah, I, I kind of I was excited about it. Yeah. Um, had someone yeah. from the CAB saying weave's going to be on. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And it wasn't. So yeah. we yeah. we look forward to the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, that'll um, be good. No, and and so do you do you just put on weave yourself, or is this a no, collaboration? Yeah, I was I was going to go there. We, we um, are part of weave. Yep. Um, so we certainly aren't the organisation who runs it. There are a number of different organisations who pull it together and, and make it happen. So yeah, HMS Trust is one of those. But yeah, we certainly don't run. Yeah. yeah, and we do have quite a number of other organisations working um, in the sort of space of ethnicity yes. um, in Hamilton yes. City yeah, that absolutely. do amazing work, and absolutely. you guys are all beautifully connected. Yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, just before Christmas, I caught up with um, Sharma and things. And yeah, yeah, we yeah, and went along to their twentieth anniversary and, and things. So yeah, there's there's a real strong connection. Great food there, there was. Yeah, oh yes, there <laughs> was, there was. So yeah, there's there's I think. Um, there's a real passion for what it is we're doing regardless of which organisation we work in Yeah, because we're all there and wanting people to, to settle successfully and, and create a new life here in Hamilton um, and there's a real you know, collaborative yeah. spirit in terms of how we bring that together and yep we all do different things sometimes there's a bit of overlap um, but at the end of the day we're here for the right reasons and it is about helping mm. people settle so, yeah. so if someone wanted to access the service or perhaps someone knows someone who thinks oh I'm not sure if you know yeah. about these guys how would they get in touch with you so we're pretty active on our Facebook page um, we've got a good website but rock into the centre come up to the centre it's, it's open 9 till 5 Monday to Friday um, so just wander in um, or pick up the phone yeah, so cool. all, all sorts of avenues, really. And yeah. Facebook page is Hamilton Multicultural Services Trust or yes. HMS? Hamilton Multicultural Services Trust. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, yep. just yep. Google it. Eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Google it, and you'll find the website and the Facebook page. Yeah, absolutely. But but yeah, equally we have it's it's a really busy centre, so equally feel free to come up and come into reception. We've got some really knowledgeable staff at the front there, and they'll be able to answer or at least point them in the right direction. So yeah. Claire, just before we wrap up, um, just back to your facilities. Uh, do you have any facilities available to um, hire out? You know, if a yes. group wants to yes. look to have a, an event or a function yes. or something. Yeah, absolutely, we do, and we, we do that very often. Um, so a lot of community groups come in. We have um, some regulars, so we might have some church groups in the weekend. Um, we've got some training organisations who come in and you know deliver training for their staff there. So we've got yeah a, a number of different. Um, rooms that can be used or, or you know we've got those movable walls so you can make it a bigger space and so forth too and, and there's a pretty good kitchen that people can use to you know for if they've got events where they've you know family event or something celebration then you know there's a full kitchen there that they can use as well so yeah great to hear thank yep. you for that so that's about us I think um got in the last sort of minute that we've got um any sort of shout outs you want to do anything that you need people to know about that you've got going on here at HMS Trust? Yeah, I mean, I think the key, one of the key things is the fact that, you know, the population in the world is changing, and yeah. especially here in, in Hamilton. Um, 
you know, we're the fourth largest city in New Zealand and, you know, it's projected that our population is going to increase by at least 70,000 by 2050. So, yeah, look out for the infrastructure. Piece. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure the council have got that in hand. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess the key thing is, um, and as we said at the awards um, dinner as well, is actually just take a second to think about where could you support a migrant or a former refugee, one of our newcomers, in helping them to settle, whether it's through, you know, you need to employ some staff, whether you've got a staff member who needs to, you know, learn to drive, if you know of an ethnic woman who needs, you know, it'd be great learning um, some leadership development skills, something like that, then reach out to us at the Trust. It's We cover a whole raft of things, and equally, it's about how can we help our receiving communities mm. to understand and really embrace the society and really value and celebrate the diversity that we've got here. It's, it's we are very, lucky, yeah, aren't we? We're very lucky, and I think you know there was a real richness around that, which I think we should celebrate more. Yeah, yeah. Hey, great. Thank you for that, Claire. So you've been listening to Connect with uh, Community Waikato on Free FM eighty nine, and we had Claire from the HMS Trust along with Holly and Roseanne. We'll see you again. Bye. Kakite. Kakite. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.